folks, and welcome to a very special edition of Eddie and Caleb's HeroCast. Of course, as always, my name is Caleb Baldwin. You can follow me on Twitter at IamCalebB. That's I am Caleb and then another B. Follow my friend, co-host, and producer, Eddie Cornelison at E-D-D-Y-C-8-5. Follow the show at EC underscore Hero. Check out our Instagram, EC HeroCast, and our Gmail, ECHeroCast at gmail.com. The recording date is... January 1, 2023. This is Eddie's choice this week. Eddie, he told the people what we're reviewing, but let's refresh them just in case they forgot, man. Yeah, well, apologies. This is the the curse of the Netflix. Um, I said you can go on Netflix and uh, watch Casino Royale, which was true last year, but... <laughs> Uh, yeah, we, we got uh, orga- uh, orgasmoed. I almost said orgasmed, which that would yeah. be wrong. But no, we almost, almost. Uh, yeah, you can watch it on, uh, you know, Apple TV if you want to pay $4. But it is yeah, Casino Royale. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Casino Royale, my first experience with Bond. And uh, yeah, I have some criticisms, but we'll get into that when we get there. Uh, I have some positive mentions as well now let's go into the time capsule right well no 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 no. pardon me pardon me new year new pod eddie eddie do you have any resolutions for 2023 oh resolution uh i you know i don't really do much with the new year's resolution the only thing i've mentioned is uh i'm cutting out eating badly until my vacation in March. That's really all I've decided. And I started like mid-December. I've said no <laughs> to Christmas cookies many times. Uh, yes. That, that was tough. And I have not weighed myself. I have not seen the results yet. I, I don't like to do every week because I think that'll drive yourself crazy. But uh, <laughs> I like to weigh myself like maybe twice a month or something. We, maybe we even are, once sometimes. We are the exact opposites because most mornings I weigh myself. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't like to do that. I I get frustrated and then I just quit and be like, well, this isn't working. I quit. But because yeah. um, I'm taking a vacation in March, mm-hmm. well, trying to get uh, you know, trying to get the uh, the old beach body at least as good as I can get it, and we'll see. I have not seen any results yet, but uh, I just said if I can do two and a half months. I will uh, I'll go back to eating poorly after that, <laughs> uh, but if I can just make it to two and a half months, I will, uh, I think, I hope, uh, get down to a goal weight where, because uh, of going to, uh, there'll, be, there'll be beaches involved, and uh, there may be a shirtless photo of me involved, and uh, I'd like to look decent on the beach, so... I would also add, start. Uh, you have a gym membership, I assume. Oh yeah. Start tanning. <laughs> I'm don't not. Have, they don't have a tanning bed, unfortunately. That's lame. Yeah. Yeah. I got like everything else, but that's the one thing they don't have. They have yeah. basketball, uh, badminton, swimming, yoga, uh, but no tanning. Do you go to a YMCA? No, it's uh, East. It's Sporta. I don't know. It's, okay. it's LA Fitness, but they changed their name to Esporta, which is stupid because it sounds like esports, which I don't. Yeah. I never understood that, but yeah, whatever. Gotcha, gotcha. I go to Ten Gym, which I think is regional, mostly in the Bible Belt. But that's whatever. 
also still have my Planet Fitness membership. But, oh, quick resolution real quick. And I made this on December 26th, the, a very unfortunate anniversary for myself. But anyway, uh, I weighed in. I was like, buddy, you put on 25 pounds since July. It's 232. And I resolved to – this goal is June 1. I want to be 196. Okay. So, so what's that, 36 pounds roughly? Yeah. Yeah, 36 pounds in six months or five and a half or whatever it is. Doable. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, I mean, I've already, like, shed the water weight. So, I mean – that is what it is, but either way, we'll go into the time capsule now. So this was released way back on November 17, 2006. Number one song, which I had never heard, and Eddie kind of scolded me for not hearing it, uh, was My Love by Justin Timberlake featuring T.I. Now, this was the number one song on the Billboard charts because I'm like, I'm not going to have digital info around this time. At least probably not. It wasn't as prevalent as it is now. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, never heard it. Never heard it. Yeah, it's uh, well. Look, um, around this time, I was, uh, you know, six months or so, having turned twenty-one. So I was going to the bar. So I heard it a lot there. Nice. And then you, you have no history with this movie. Um, I have no history with the character. Yeah. I've been watching um, Austin Powers. That's it. Well, look, I've mentioned the five shows I watched as a kid. What I've not mentioned is I was a huge James Bond fan as a kid. And the TBS would always run the Bond marathons, 24 Hours of Bond. I remember even on Christmas Eve, I was sick watching 24 Hours of Bond. And, yeah, I was super excited when they rebooted it with Pierce Brosnan. I was like, wow, I finally get to see James Bond in the theater. I thought that was cool. The GoldenEye game, all-time great game. Yeah. I mean, like, if if you're around my age and you didn't have, like, a, a GoldenEye party with friends over and just doing multiplayer, mm-hmm. like, what, what were you doing? That's what I would want to know. But Yeah, old GoldenEye and No Mercy are, like, two staples of the N64. Oh, yeah, big time. And then yeah. they, of course, rebooted it again with Daniel Craig. And now they're rebooting it again with, uh, with our guy. Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, it seems. Yes, noted hunk Aaron Taylor Johnson. Which I, I think is a good choice. I think Tom Holland looks too young. And yeah. I think, like, I know Idris Elba wanted it. My only concern with that is Daniel Craig was like, I'm too old for this, and Idris Elba's four years younger. So, like, mm-hmm. Daniel Craig's too old for this. How many movies are you getting out of Idris? You know, yeah. not that I don't think he could do it because I do, but like, yeah, you'd probably only be getting one or two. So is it really also, worth it? I don't know. Also, for what it's worth, like, I feel like whoever, whatever studio or producer is in charge of this sort of thing, saw Bullet Train and they saw Aaron Taylor Johnson in a suit and they're like, "That's a Bond right there." It could be. I mean, <laughs> you know, Idris definitely. I mean, I. I remember in the office, he's got like the big broad shoulders. He wear the suit, and it's like, God, he would be a good Bond too. But he is getting up there in age. So if you want to do a long term Bond, I think you'd have to go a little bit younger. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But yeah, man, I mean, the uh, 
big fan of the of the character. I've seen all the movies and mm-hmm. uh, this the Daniel Craig stuff I liked because. Like, if you watch the Pierce Brosnan Bonds or the Roger Moore ones, you can watch them in any order. It really doesn't matter. Uh, the Sean Connery ones, uh, like, the first, like, all of his, you have to watch in a specific order because it's building up to, much like this is, uh, the reveal of uh, Spectre, which is the big organization that they teased in this movie. And that's, you know, led by Blofeld, who was parodied dr evil mm-hmm. basically he's got the the cat and you don't see his face for a little bit and he's got like the big <laughs> scar on his face um but yeah every sean connery well there was like two, uh, two or three that like he did that didn't there was just standalone that didn't reference specter at all but mm-hmm. most of them you watch in a specific order and it's like building up to his big showdown with blofeld and specter and all that and that's what this did. It was like, okay, we're going to tell a story from the beginning, which is this, where he gets his double O status all the way to the end with no time to die, where, spoiler, he does have time to die. But, <gasps> uh, well, it's been out for a year. If you haven't seen it by now, I'm sorry. Okay. But, uh, I mean, he doesn't really die because he lives forever. That's why he's going to get recast again. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, li- I liked that, that they told, like, a sequential story. It was... It was different, and uh, other than uh, Quantum of Solace, which I thought was boring, uh, <clears throat> I thought all the Daniel Craigs were really good. But this would be my second favorite behind Skyfall. I thought Skyfall was uh, really, really good. That was my top movie of that year. Whatever year it came out, that was it. Interesting, interesting. And Skyfall was the one that had the Adele song. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Did not make. I, I even did a top. Uh, I don't know how many I listed. I just listed my favorites. That was not one of my favorites. It was it was fine, but uh, yeah. there's some iconic ones on here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your champions in wrestling at the time. Uh, on the WWE side, of course, you had the WWE champion, John Cena, the ECW champion, The Big Show. You just and returned, the... by the way. Yes. John what? Cena. John Cena. Oh, okay. I was like, Big Show showed up? Well, he did on Rampage. Okay. He's the new play-by-play guy, or color, really? or whatever. Yeah, they mixed it up. Huh, interesting. Um, the world heavyweight champion, King Booker. Hmm. Yeah, what a time. What a time. Not much longer, though, because this is, like, right before he lost the belt. Um, now, it's funny thinking about it because, like, I've put the ROH and the TNA champion side-by-side. And these two were so in such different, you know, paths in their career at the time. But the TNA, or the pardon me, the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion at the time was Sting, and the ROH World Champion was Brian Danielson. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Now they're in the same promotion. Yeah, nice little quintet of champions there. But yeah, that's uh, that's the time capsule right there. Uh, let's. Let's get into the uh, facts and figures, if you will. Yes, budget $105 million, box office 616.5. The inflation for 2023 is $755.4 million, so quite a bit. And that's a profit of so like, 511.5. Which so like 25% inflation. So if we were adding it to the list, which we're not, but if we were... 
So 5.11.5, that would put it, uh, let's see, da, 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 right below uh, Doctor Strange, funny enough, at uh, 19, but right above Amazing Spider-Man 2. So Doctor Strange, which was just last week. Oddly coincidental. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, critics, 94%, fans, 90%. So... What was it that I was looking at yesterday where I was like, oh, it was, uh, it was Clerks 3, actually. Uh, I was pre- I was previewing my list of the top ten movies of the year, which will have dropped by the time this drops, but if you haven't listened, please listen. But uh, I was like, man, the critics gave it like mid-60s, and the fans were in the low 90s on that. I'm like... I'm glad Caleb and I are tracking this because at some point the critics just lose their way and uh, yeah. clearly Clerks 3, they, I'm not going to tell you you have to like a movie, but I don't know how you how 40% walked out of Clerks 3 and was like, nah. <laughs> like, okay, I don't know. Maybe they didn't find it funny, but I don't know. It, it, was, just, it was at least well written, like at least give it that, even if you didn't find it funny. Yeah. But critics back in 2006 still uh, still have the pulse of the fans. But uh, at sorry. some point in the next couple years, they're going to lose it. I'm sorry, don't you mean 2006? That's true, 006. Mm-hmm. See what I did there? It's a pun. I think that was the villain in uh, GoldenEye. I think he was a 006. I mean, it was a 00 agent. He turned on him. I think it was 006. Mm. Alec. I wouldn't know. Yeah, man. It's a good... Mm-hmm. GoldenEye's good, too. And then the game, it's like... It's like the first game that it's like... Actually had a long replay. Like, games up until that point, it's like... You you could beat them in a day. GoldenEye was legit hard. <laughs> and then... Uh, I'm trying to think if I ever did beat it. I think I did. But it took several... It probably took over a year... I think, yeah. Yeah, I, I beat it because uh, I remember having to get the... Uh, there's this one level. I don't know how anyone figured it out. But it's like you have to get the golden gun and it's in a glass case. And you have to walk on the floor a certain pattern. And if you mess up, these guns come out and shoot you and kill you. And it's like, I don't... I don't know how anyone found the pattern, but I found it in a strategy guide and I did it and I got the golden gun and killed Baron Samity and won. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Who wasn't yeah, even in Goldeneye? They just threw him in there because he was in uh, Live and Let Die. Yeah. Well, we need another villain. Let's just do this weird voodoo guy from one of the weirder Bond movies. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. The Roger Moore ones are... Uh, they're different. They're cheesy, but they're good. Okay. Okay, well, I I don't know. Maybe one day I'll check them out. Yeah. Maybe. Well, let's jump into the cast. Let's do it, yeah. I'll start with uh, the reason why we're here, the man who gave me this idea. It is Mads Mick- Mickelson as... Mickel- Mickelson. Yeah, I think so. I'm, I'm guessing. It's guesswork. No. As Le Chief. Le Chief. I liked him. I really did. 
I know that's vague, but I thought he played his role really well. Plus, I mean, he just he looks like a bad guy. And I, part of that may be a predisposition because I was introduced to him as Hannibal Lecter, but he just he looks like a bad guy. Yeah, I don't see him ever not playing a villain. He just has that look of uh, like some you, Euro, you Euro terrorist. Yeah. yeah, like if he were twenty years older, he might have played Hans Gruber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> but no, yeah, I liked him. Uh, it was a good choice to kick off everything with the bond. My one criticism, which I can kind of get to now, actually. I thought he died too early. I think... I mean, I know why the movie did it. I think the problem, though, is at the end, like, the climax scene, it's like, it's Bond against these random henchmen. Yeah. And it's like, the main villain is like, someone you wanted to see him fight, and it's like, they never have that, but, I don't know. I get it, it had to for the movie to progress, but, eh, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. But yeah. it was thing to see someone who was, like, kind of the main villain basically be at someone else's mercy, though, too. Mm-hmm. Or, like, doing the bidding of someone else, you know? Well, yeah, he's a means to an end. Yeah. Let's see, we have old Judy Dench as M. God lover. God, how can you not like Judy Dench? She is an international treasure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She uh look, she was a great M. I uh M is uh M was usually portrayed by a male, but I thought she did uh, a great job with this. I like how she would pretty much put Bond in his place all the time. That was yeah. good. Uh but look, Bond's always right, so there's always, you know, you have to realize that. <laughs> mm. I prefer her portrayal in Austin Powers as a Basil exposition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Here we have uh, a dame to kill for. Ava Green as Vesper Lind. Mm. She, uh, she's hot, which I think was the goal, so... Yeah, yeah, well, you know, you needed her to walk in and all distract all the players. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I liked her. I bought her chemistry with Bond. Uh, it was weird. I, like, Bond never falls in love, so it was definitely different to see, like, the kind of girl he goes for. But I also liked the fact that it didn't work out and that turned him into, like, the hardened person that he is today. Well, that he was, because he's dead. But uh, it turned him into, like, the guy who can just sleep with women and not care because it mm -hmm. gave a, a sensible origin story to why he's able to just have sex with people, make no emotional connection, and then leave. And... I mean, if you fell in love with someone and then they're just like, they turn on you, uh, and then you watch them die, I guess that would mess up your uh, your psyche a little bit. I, yeah, know, I can see that. Yeah. You might become a little uh, hardened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I get in it more, in more ways than one. Mm-hmm. 
Dick jokes are not leaving the podcast in 2023, in case that's not clear. Good. Yeah. Also, shout out Jeffrey Wright as Felix Leiter. Yeah, old Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, I will say this. Uh, I, <laughs> I buy him as like a CIA agent. I did not buy him as like this multimillionaire who can sit in on this card game because uh, he got cleaned out pretty quick. Yeah. It's like, of all the people to send, this is the guy. Like, I don't. He didn't look like a guy who would be playing cards with these people. Sorry, Lieutenant Gordon. Yeah, he just did not look like them. That's not a race thing because there was another black guy there. But uh, yeah. he just he 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 looked like um, just a guy who was in way over his head, which was the point because he says that like I'm bleeding chips. <laughs> yes, we're yeah. not getting canceled in 2023. Have we? Uh, speaking of, real quick, have we heard anything on a potential like? release date for a sequel to the Batman because I'm jonesing honestly I believe it was 2024 that wouldn't shock me at all um but yeah someone I read an article it was like they need to do Clayface and it's like look I I came on here and said I would love to see Clayface Clayface in the Batman universe would be stupid (laughs) Yeah. Clayface in the James Gunn universe would be cool. But, like, <laughs> no. It feels like they're going Joker anyway, which, you know, yeah. whatever. But <laughs> kind of Jokered out, to be honest. But I get you. We'll yeah, see. Jared Leto will do that to you. Um. <laughs> Main event, Daniel Craig as James Bond. Bond. James Bond. Oh, wait, no. one last thing on Felix Leiter. Yeah. Uh, that was the guy in the uh, clip. You can go to YouTube. Uh, oh, yeah. Just search James Bond man talk. It's Because yeah. uh, Felix Leiter is a character from the Sean Connery era. And he's just like, Dink, this is Felix. Felix, this is Dink. And it's like, Dink was just leaving. She's like, uh, what? He's like, uh, man talk. And slaps her ass. <laughs> I don't think you could do that today. But, no, I think, uh, uh, go over super well. I th- I think you're allowed to laugh at it still. I hope. Of course, yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a matter of like you know what the time that it came out. So I mean, <laughs> I mean it's just the sheer over the top misogyny of it is just funny to me. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But it's just like watch. I'm going back and I'm watching Community, and it's like like most of the punchlines about Abed Abed is about his Aspergers. That's it. Uh, that show, man, that's a show yeah. that dropped off so hard when uh, Chevy Chase left. Uh, what? When did he leave? The what season? He leaves after season four, and they okay. they do bring in uh, Mike from Breaking Bad, who does a pretty yeah. good job. Yeah, but it's just not the same. And then Donald Glover leaves, and it's really downhill. Yeah, they should have got rid of Britta. <laughs> That was a great show, but, uh, yeah. She's no good B. Anyway, Daniel Craig as James Bond. Uh, awesome. I mean, he's one of the best Bonds. I have no uh, frame of reference, but he uh, plays the role pretty well for what I was expecting. Yeah, I, I loved him. He, uh, he looks the part. He acts the part. I buy it. 
everything. So it's one of the better casting decisions for as far as James Bond. I don't know if there's necessarily been a bad one. I know there's been ones who've done like one movie, but as far as like the main James Bonds, I think he's up there. It's tough to beat Sean Connery though. Uh, mm-hmm. He he still holds up uh, even after after all the. I watched a lot of the the old Bonds and uh, during COVID. I think they might still be free on uh, Pluto TV. Yeah, those are all still very good. Mm. Well, let us open with the plot. Yeah, let's get ahead. Well, we open in Prague in the Czech Republic, and Bond assassinates a man at the British Embassy, which will later, we learn, earns him his double O status. Yeah. This guy's not important, so we won't talk about him. Are we sure? Yeah. Okay. Then we cut to the opening credits, You Know My Name by Chris Cornell, which is one of my favorite Bond songs. Mm. It's no Live and Let Die, but it was it was pretty good. Live and Let Die is, uh, well, here's, here's my list. In no particular order, I've got, um, let's see, The World Is Not Enough by Garbage. I thought that was good. Uh, a View to a Kill by Duran Duran, who I watched on uh, Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve last night. Well, I watched it on the side TV when I was really watching the game. But yeah. uh, other than them, man, that, that special is so cringy. It's just, it's so mm-hmm. cringy. Ryan Seacrest, uh, mm-hmm. like, it, the whole thing is just cringy. <clears throat> yeah. But I couldn't miss Duran Duran. Uh, Goldfinger, of course, by uh, Shirley Bassey. I mean, it's classic. Uh, and then Live and Let Die, Paul McCartney. Although, I actually prefer the Guns N' Roses cover. I was gonna say the GNR version's really good. If the here's the thing, if the if the if the Guns N' Roses Live and Let Die comes on when you're driving on the freeway, just try to not act like you're in a car chase. It's impossible. You can't do it. I've done it, and it's like, it comes on the radio, and it's like, well, I'm pretty sure that uh, that Ultima right behind me is following me. I gotta ditch him and go 80 miles an hour and, you know, soar through traffic. There's just no other option. Why is it gotta be an Ultima? I don't know, I just thought of a car that's pretty random. Yeah, you thought, yeah, that's pretty random, because I drive an Ultima, you dick. I didn't know that. Yeah. Would you prefer I said a Sentra? Sure. Okay. A Sentra is following you, and you're just like, oh, gotta gotta book it. Nice. But yeah, this was a this was a great a great one. The uh, you know my name and the uh, the opening. Uh, since you may or may not know, every Bond movie has uh, opening credits like this with uh, very fancy artwork and everything. And uh, it's a big deal to be asked to do a Bond theme song. I can imagine. Mm-hmm. Then we go to Uganda. Where we you meet... know who's going to do the next one? Who? Lizzo. I'm joking. Well, um, I mean, Billie Eilish did the last one. She did good. It was it was fine. I wasn't that. Okay. Uh, the Adele one. Those are fine. They're not. I don't know. There's not really any bad ones. Yeah. Yeah. Then we go to Uganda. We meet Lashif. He's a banker to terrorists. And then we meet Obano, who's a terrorist, and he gives him $100 million to invest, and 
Lashif invests in a, uh, a company called Skyfleet, which is an airline company. Should have invested in a uh, Southwest. This would have paid off, but he shouldn't have invested in Southwest. Well, he 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 bet it to be he shorted the stock, meaning he thought it would go oh, down. Oh, oh, so okay, he I should have that. done that to Southwest. He'd have made a fortune. Yeah. But yeah. Instead, he bet on he, he bet against Skyfleet, so he sh- bet to short them because they're about to unveil this new state-of-the-art plane, but there's going to be a terrorist attack that blows it up, and that's usually bad for business. So yeah. Then we cut to Madagascar. We're at a cobra versus mongoose fight. That was crazy. And Bond tracks down this bomb maker who's going to make the bomb to blow up this. By chance, was that a shout out to Austin Powers? That's what? not even a joke, by the way, because there's that whole line in one of the Austin Powers movies where Dr. Evil's like, he's the snake to my mongoose or the mongoose to my snake. I, I don't really know animals. I don't know. I mean, mongooses are like the one animal that can kill cobras, but I don't yeah. think their success rate's 100 percent. But like I said, I just you mentioned that and it's like, oh, wow. No, that is like directly like that is a line from the one of the Austin Powers movies. Uh, maybe it is. I don't know. Or maybe they have them over there. I don't know. Could be. I don't know. I, I, I would not want to bet on animals fighting. I think that's bad. So <laughs> for your karma, for sure. Yeah. So Bond tracks down the bomb maker who is going to blow up said aircraft and uh, after an intense chase scene with, uh, this was big at the time, a lot of, uh, as they say in the office, parkour, parkour. <laughs> I mean, there was. That was that yeah. Parkour is huge during the, like, the mid to late 2000s. Yeah, I, uh, whatever. People jumping over shit. That's cool. I thought it was good. I liked the scene where the guy, like, jumped through this small little air duct in the door, and then Bond just crashes through the wall like the Kool-Aid man. (laughs) He's like, I ain't doing that. That's funny. Uh, But Bond eventually tracks him down to the Ugandan embassy, and he just kills him. He takes his phone, and he causes an international incident at the embassy when he blows up propane tanks. Mm. But when he opens up the phone, he is told to go to the Bahamas which uh, is a pretty good assignment. Yeah, for sure. Bond rarely goes to, like, crappy places. It's never... Well, I mean, he does, but that's toward the end of the movies. Like, he always goes to somewhere nice during the movie. Yeah, he's not going to come to Delaware, Oklahoma. Yeah, it's not like he opens up the phone and it's like, go to uh, Nunavut, Canada, if I even pronounce that right. None of it. None of it, yeah, the... (laughs) place where there's like nobody there it's like 100 degrees below zero yeah (laughs) so bond goes back to england he's chewed out by m for what he did he jets off to the bahamas to the ocean club resort he (laughs) he created a diversion to get access to the security room by just like pretending to be a valet and just wrecking the guy's car (laughs) Uh, that was good but he looks to see who the bomb maker was texting and Bond tricks the front desk girl tell him who it was, because he's charming and he can get away with that. Mm-hmm. Hot people privilege. Yes, exactly. That's the real privilege. People, the people, ultimate, don't, people don't know that, but it is. There, there are two forms of ultimate privilege. Hot people privilege and money privilege. Nailed it. 
Yeah. Yes, he's. I mean, it's usually with females, but if you look like Daniel Craig, you can get away with it too. Oh, so, dude. Yeah, I know. He just gets this girl to just tell him who one of the guests in the hotel is and where he lives. No, if you're a if you're a hot female, there there's a chance you can get by with uh, having the personality of a piece of cardboard. So oh, I'm yeah. just I'm just saying. I mean, I don't find her that attractive, but like the Catch Me Outside girl made a hundred million dollars on OnlyFans. Yeah. So. And she has said she dropped out in middle school. So. Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> Case in point. Uh, so he goes to spy on uh, this dude. His name is Alex Dimitrios. And M learns at the same time that the man associates with Le Chief. So Bond finds Dimitrios at the casino. They play some Texas Hold'em together. Bond wins. And he not only takes all the guy's money, he also takes the car, which is in the pot, and then he steals his wife, because, you know... Gosh. Just the ultimate cuck. Yes, yeah. So he gets some intel from her. Bond figures out Dimitrov was the man who was going to carry out the terrorist attack to short the stock from earlier. So Bond follows this guy to Miami. He kills him at a museum, which was like a weird display of, like... This is what the inside of your body looks like if it were playing cards. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then Bond checks his phone. He sees there's a new bomber trying to uh, blow up this plane to short the stock of the airline. Back at MI6, they see that there's the uh, this new largest plane about to be unveiled at the Miami airport. And Bond pulls the fire alarm. Everybody leaves. The new bomber leaves. Bond tracks him outside, and the man grabs a fuel truck, arms it with the bomb, which is like a keychain. But uh, bomb grab, Bond grabs onto the side of the truck. Another big chase ensues. I did love that the airport is still like fully operational during all this gunfire and explosions. Just five years after 9/11. Like, yeah, full, full blown like no Russian situation, and it's like ah, we're good. Yeah, planes are landing and taking off. It's like there, yeah, there wouldn't have. There definitely wouldn't have been a hard lockdown if this were happening, but... Exactly. It's a cool scene, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, even now, forget five years after 9-11, even now they would lock everything down, but... Yeah. Anyway, Bomber escapes the truck, and Bond manages to stop it right before it crashes into the plane, and as as Bond is arrested, the Bomber is, like, looking on, and he pushes the button to trigger the bomb, but that sneaky James Bond... He's, he said it was a keychain. He strapped the keychain onto the guy's belt loop, and the guy just blows himself up. <laughs> so we see that because the plan failed, Lashif lost all of uh, Oban, Obano's, not Obama, Obano's money. That is no good. Yeah, it's going to come back later. Back in the Bahamas, M is there and tells him Dimitrov's wife was tortured. Bond's like, Oops. Well, I didn't tell her anything. <laughs> <laughs> and then M tells Bond that how one man lost a million on uh, betting a short of Skyfleet. And M says that to get that money back, Lashif is going to enter a Texas Hold'em tournament in Montenegro. And he must not win that tournament. And M thinks if he loses, he will have no choice but to seek asylum in the UK, at which time they will offer him 
immunity in exchange for information about his clients. Mm. So now love we the bureaucrat- love the bureaucratic red tape, man. That's great. That's great. Well, Bond doesn't do the red tape. He's just like, all right, I'll play poker. Yeah. So on the way to Montenegro, Bond meets, quote, the money. He's like, mm, every penny of it. Yeah. It is Vesper Lind, a treasury agent for England, who is providing James Bond with the money to enter the tournament. And they go to the Casino Royale in Montenegro, and he and Vesper, under the guise of husband and wife, and at the tournament, we meet Felix Leiter, the CIA operative, who's also looking for Le Chiffre. So the game begins, and Bond learns of uh, Le Chiffre's tell, where he kind of like twitches his eye, and like taps the side of his eye or something, but after four hours of play, they take an hour break, and uh, during the break, Obano goes to Le Chief's room, attacks him over his lost money. Uh, Bond later finds Obano, kills him and his bodyguard in front of Vesper, and uh, she doesn't take it well because she's never seen people get murdered before, I guess. And uh, they just kind of sit in the shower together. So Bond, Bond comforts her. Yeah. I mean, he had to. They were going to kill him. Exactly, yeah. So, back at the game, the pot grows to the first time for several million, and Lashif goes all in, Bond goes all in, but Lashif won. He used a fake tell, and Bond goes to Vesper. He's like, I need another five million. She says, no. Bond goes, just kill Lashif. <laughs> and Felix stops him, and he's like, look, I'm bleeding chips here. I'll give you the rest of my money, and you can play. And uh, as long as you let the CIA bring him in. He's like, okay. <laughs> so, during the game, Le Chief's girlfriend uh, puts something in Bond's drink, causing him to perspire, get lightheaded. He, like, runs to the bathroom, he chugs some salt water, and he throws up, but mm. still not good enough. He stumbles out to his car, MI6, which has, like, a tracking device for his vitals. They uh, tell him, you gotta strap into this defibrillator, your heart's about to stop. And he can't get it to work, he dies... But Vesper comes in, connects it for him, gives him a shock, brings him back to life. So Could have been curtains there for 007. I know. Well, back at the poker room, uh, James Bond returns, and he's like, oh, that last hand almost killed me. Hey-oh! And Lashif has now beaten Felix. I thought Felix gave all his money to Bond. I guess not, but... Bond then goes all in. We get a $40 million pot. And then Lashif goes all in. The pot goes up to $115 million, And Bond beats him with a straight flush. It's a hell of a hand. Heyo. Mm-hmm. It's appropriate. This is the first day that sports betting is legal in Ohio. So, mm. once again, the podcast reflecting real life. Yeah, for sure. Although, I don't play Texas Hold'em. I'm not good at poker. Yeah. I'm a blackjack guy. You strike me as more of like a... Baccarat? <laughs> I've never played Baccarat. Uh, you know what the kids call it? What, Baccarat? Yeah. Yeah, that's what the kids call it. That's the name of it. I've never played it. Uh, I know how, but I... I don't know. It, I don't like games where it's just 100% chance. I don't know. 
I, Blackjack is for me. I've never. Uh, that's the only card game I've ever played. Uh, mm. Roulette is a, another game where it's like super confusing. Um, craps, I know how to play, but I don't know how to. I, I kind of know how to play. Yeah. I don't know how the betting works necessarily. Yeah, we should probably get back to the plot. Yeah. Well, I just scan through the casino games. Fair enough. Um, so, yeah, uh, Bond tells Felix, he's like, hey, he's all yours. And then after Bond and Vesper have dinner, Vesper's kidnapped. She is put in the middle of the road. So when Bond drives around the corner, he sees her and he, like, swerves to miss her. And nearly runs her over, but he flips his car. So Lashif takes them both. And uh, they strip Bond of his clothes, and they cut out the bottom of a chair. This was uh, this was tough to watch. <laughs> so Lashif brings out like this big whip, like a big rope, but it's got like uh, a knot tied on the end of it. <laughs> And Lashif just, like, swings it underneath the chair and whips his nutsack. <laughs> Gosh. Ugh, that would hurt like crazy. Yeah. I mean, they're just dangling there, and you got this big, giant knot just smacking it. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. And then Lashif asks for the account password. He's like, I bet she's already given me the account number. Bosco! I thought that too. Yeah. And uh, Bond's like, starts laughing. He's like, well, the world will die knowing that you scratched my balls. And he's like, because, you know, all of your, um, you know, all your clients are going to go after you because you don't have their money and you'll be killed. So it's whatever. And uh, the sheep just keeps whipping him. He's like, you're not going to tell me, are you? He's like, nope. <laughs> I feel like Bond might have told him if he was torturing Vesper right in front of him. Yeah. I feel like that would have done it, but... Yeah, probably. He didn't. Uh, so, yeah, he's like, I'll never give you the password. And then all of a sudden, Mr. White, a guy that we saw briefly earlier in the movie, one of the clients, walks in and just kills the chief. <laughs> and doesn't kill James Bond. He probably should have, but... He doesn't. He wakes up in a hospital. We learn that Mr. White left Bond and Vesper alive. But, uh, yeah, Mr. White, um, he should have been a bigger role in this movie. Uh, I think because he's kind of ultimately the main villain in a way. But, like, when he shows up, you kind of already forgot about him and you're more worried about Lashif. But it's whatever. So, while recovering in Venice, Bond receives the $120 million transfer into his account. The, fa the password was Vesper. This was back when passwords did not need numbers or special characters. Yeah. And Bond and Vesper, they fall in love. Bond even drops the I love you, which he never does. If you've ever seen the Bond movies, I've never, I don't think I've ever heard him say I love you. And, uh... Bond also mentions, oh, this Mathis guy, uh, he was kind of working for MI6, but he's like, yeah, he was uh, working actually with Lashif. He tipped him off about the tell. That's why I lost that one big hand, but I had him arrested. Oh, and I resigned from MI6, and I'm going to get a normal job. 
I don't know what his normal job would be. He doesn't strike me as someone who could have a normal job. A uh, banker. Mm, I guess. The sheep was a banker. So M calls Bond and asks, uh, hey, when do you uh when do you plan on making that deposit into our account? And he's like, Oh. I'm on the way away to the bank right now. Goodbye. And he realizes that Vesper has betrayed him. Hmm. So some gunmen take Vesper uh hostage, one with one eye, and uh they lock her in this abandoned building elevator. By the way, they're in Venice with the canals and everything. That's important. So Bond follows Vesper and the gunman into this building. He shoots the flotation devices, which keep the building afloat, which I didn't know they had those, but I guess that would make sense. And, uh, yeah, the building starts to sink. Bond kills the gunman. Uh, he uses a nail gun and the guy with the eye patch right in the eye. It's always cool, although nail guns don't work unless they are touching a piece of wood. You can't just fire them as a projectile. <laughs> <laughs> that always bothers me when they do that in movies. Yeah. Like, it has the, the, the guard on the nail gun has to be pushed down so the nail is not used as a gun. Okay, that makes sense. Seems like a good safety feature. Yeah. I mean, you could press it against somebody and it would fire a nail into them, but you cannot fire a nail like a bullet. Yeah, exactly. But it's cool, so I don't mind. Uh, so Bond kills, yeah, he kills all of the gunmen, and uh, he runs up to the cage, well, the elevator cage, where, uh, where Vesper's in, and she locks it, and she just says, I'm sorry, James, locks the elevator, elevator plunges down into the water, Bond goes in after her, but he watches her drown, he kind of breaks it open and gives her CPR, but it's too late. She is dead. And later on, Bond is on the phone with M. And M's like, yeah, so she had a boyfriend, and he was kidnapped, and that's why she was a double agent. And Bond's like, okay, screw her, she's dead. Doesn't matter. Like, this is where he's officially hardened, and he's like, he's over it. <laughs> and he's like, yep, to hell with her. And uh, M says, you're never going to trust anyone again, will you? He's like, nope. So <laughs> M's like, well, listen, if it's any consolation, the reason Mr. White didn't kill you is because she made a deal that the money for you, for, for your life, and that's why uh, Lashif was uh, working with some organization, who whatever is behind this, Spectre. And yeah, so she... Maybe loved him, or at least liked him. Yeah, liked him enough to see him not die. Yeah. And then we cut to Mr. White, who's outside of this house, and uh, Bond just shoots him in the leg and then tells him his name, which I'm assuming will be the end credit quote, so I didn't write that down. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we roll credits. And that yeah. was Casino Royale. That was Casino Royale. I love the action. Great story. Um, my biggest complaint, this is going to seem silly given the title. <laughs> Too much poker. Perhaps. I will say the poker was shot well where it's like it was intense. And you have to remember yeah. for the time, poker on TV was huge. Yeah. No, this I was mean, when like it was cool to like, you know, you have, you're off, you know, 
you're like, oh, you're a teenager like I am. So it's like, okay, let's turn on ESPN, watch World Series of Poker. Yeah, I never got into it, but yeah, I acknowledge the fact that it was a, a very, very big deal. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But yeah, it's like, it's like, uh, what's the, what's a good comparison? It's like if the big Lebowski was like, instead of being like, eh, 20% bowling, it was like 50% bowling. I don't know, it wasn't 50% card playing, but yeah. But still, too much. But no, no, this was really good. I mean, the cat, it was well cast. Story was really good. Just good action as well. So I'm going 8 out of 10. Yeah, action still holds up. It's still really fun. Uh, Again, one complaint is uh the main villain Lashif, he died we didn't re- like at the end it's bond against these like three random thugs one of which has an eye patch so it's like yeah uh, he's kind of different see it's like i don't really know who he is i guess yeah if mr white were a bigger character throughout the movie that might have worked yeah but it's a means to an end. Lashif's not that important in the grand scheme of these movies. It's all about uh, Spectre, uh, which Mr. White is a part of. Uh, so, I get it. But I'm going to go 9 out of 10. Really loved it. It was a great way to bring back James Bond. Action, like I said, still holds up. The The card-playing scenes, maybe there was a bit too much. Could have cut out a bit, but... Uh, you know, they uh, they were shot well, gave uh, good drama. It's like, who's going to win this big hand? And then they took the breaks in between, so it allowed for James Bond to have the heart attack and then to kill the Obano guy. And so that helped. But, uh, yeah, really, really liked it. So that was my choice. Good choice for me. Credit to me for that. Yes. And, uh, yeah, we got uh, still one more week before 2017 as we <laughs> delay movies so that we can definitely get to, uh, what did I say we'd leave off at? Uh, Captain new, America, New World new, Order. New, 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 new World Order. Yeah, um, which, funny enough, if something comes to pass for me, um, we could see a huge change to the format of this podcast. That's all I'll say. Oh, here's something I wanted to ask you before you drop your movie. Yeah. Uh, 2023, what uh, what hero movie are you most looking forward to? And what one are you most concerned with? Um, just going off of what I know is releasing this year. Um, well, I, have, I have Ant-Man, Quantumania, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, Guardians 3, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Flash, Marvels, Blue Beetle, Craven the Hunter, Aquaman, Lost Kingdom. As of now. Um, I mean, I could give or take most of those DC properties because I know there's a reboot coming. Um, <laughs> that's that's going to be weird. Um, I am very excited, excited and concerned simultaneously for both Guardians of the Galaxy and Ant-Man, for what it's worth. Yeah, I'm just hoping Marvel can recapture that that uh, excitement that we had in phases one, two, and three. Yeah. Um, phase four was just meh. 
I mean, I would were... say like it feels like they're in that lull they were in between Avenger between Avengers and Age of Ultron. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, there were some some very good movies in Phase Four. Yeah, but it's like the the parts were better than the sum. I think so. I just think yeah. um, to me, it reminds me of um, like you killed off Iron Man, who I guess is coming back later on in Secret Wars, but. Uh, you kill off Iron Man, Captain America, and Spider-Man is, like, on the shelf to be determined. Yeah. And it's like, you lose your three main money makers. It reminded me of, uh, it reminded me of early 90s when Vince McMahon's like, oh, we lost Hulk Hogan, no problem. We'll just strap, uh, slap a uh, red, white, and blue on Lex Luger and we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, doesn't really work that way. You can't just be like, oh, we lose Iron Man. That's fine. Here's Riri Williams. We'll put an iron suit on her. Boom. Done, right? It's like, uh, not really the same. So, uh, yeah, I will agree that the, uh, those are the ones I'm hoping. Also, uh, these stupid Sony movies. Are we going to get Spider-Man at all in these, or is this going to be villains? Like, what are we doing, Craven? It's going to be villains with, like, references to Spider-Man. That's going to be about it. It's funny. Like, I saw a, uh... Last thing before we go. I saw, like, a thing, like, you can now... I don't know if anyone will actually do this, but you can now sue a movie if they falsely advertise something in the trailer. Yeah. And then I just posted, like, like this, with Morbius walking in front of a Spider-Man poster, which was not in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the reasons I wanted to see it. I mean, like, I didn't really want to see it. You know, it's Morbius. But, like, I'm like, okay, how are they going to tie it to Spider-Man? What references is there? It's, like, barely Mm -hmm. any. Yeah. Okay. It's like, oh, freaking Batman shows up at the end. That's it. It's like, does Spider-Man even exist in this universe? Like, can we start with yeah. that? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Anyway, yeah. But I'm agree with all the DC movies. Like, it's, it's like, cool, good luck, but uh, this is oh, pretty much Joker just... Oh, is Joker supposed to come out this year? Maybe. I'm excited uh, to see that. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, the it's DC the, uh... ones, you're right, I've... Whatever. Listen to uh, Joaquin and uh, Lady Gaga sing along. I'm, I'm down. I'm down. Well, what is next week? What is your choice? Well, Caleb's choice is a classic. This is timeless. It's a it's great, uh, great story about brotherhood. And funny enough, so this episode drops on January 12. And this episode that we're going to review next week will drop on January 19. Dead set during the NFL playoffs. So how about we fire up Disney Plus and we watch and review Remember the Titans? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, guys, I'm going to be honest. This was not my first choice. My first choice was Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors, but you can't stream it anywhere right now. That's not a problem for me because I own it on in multiple formats. But... The Ed Man does not, so I didn't want to, you know, have to make him pay for anything or me rent something just so he could watch it, you know? Well, yeah, the rules are the the dealer's choice needs to be a free, honest streaming service. Yeah, yeah. Which, uh, look, I mentioned the movie off-air. I was like, I wish we could, I wish this was on. I would pick it, but it's not. Actually, two movies off-air. One just left Netflix because Netflix yeah. is uh, like James Bond, non-committal. 
Yes, exactly, exactly. Well, folks, we're going to get out of here. We thank you for listening. I've got to get ready for work because I've got to be on the road in an hour. Um, lovely Sunday morning. Got to love it. Um, folks, thank you for listening. And to quote one Agent 007, <laughs> the name's Bond, James Bond. Take life, do you know what you'll give? Odds are you won't like what it is. When the storm arrives, would you be seen with me? By the merciless eyes I've deceived. I've seen angels fall from Things will not be the same When you 